No, I'm I'm good. I are we still rec- is this still record? Can I is this like still going to be on there or can I talk? No, about what do you you want to? I can. Um, well, no, I guess you you said you can cut it out. Yeah, but I was going to say I was super nervous to do this. Why? Nah, I don't, I don't I want mean, to cut it out. I like this part. This is like when you get real, <laughs> you start pulling titty out or something. Like, whoa, time out. Okay, no, um, no, I. Was- super nervous i was like texting my friends and i was like i'm gonna sound like a fucking idiot (laughs) and so i was just like oh i'm gonna say something stupid and people are gonna make fun of me (laughs) you know no i'm really glad i did it um definitely i've actually thought about starting my own podcast so it was a good it was probably good that i be on one first Is, is this your first time doing something like this? It is. Yeah. I've done some like small, like local news interviews, but never a podcast or anything. So I feel like that's a, that's a great place to start. Um, but let's, let's, let's just do the introduction. So who are you and how do we, I guess, know each other? Cause it's kind of a, a funny, interesting sort of uh, tale. So uh, who are you? Um, so I'm Hannah Goodman. Um, I'm 23 years old. Um, I'm, I'll say I live in Albert Lee. I moved to Austin, but I'm moving back to Albert Lee in a few weeks. Um, yeah, the way we met is kind of a funny story. Yeah, that, that gig was one of my, it was actually a fun gig for me, but my opener didn't have as much fun. Uh, I don't even know if I had a chance to tell you about it. We, we got booked and we show up early which i don't show up to a lot of gigs early that's important to share and we're just sitting there we had a drink and there was no microphone and there was no speakers and there was none no equipment for us to perform and so for the next hour they scurry around to find equipment and everything they find us a cordless mic which is fine but it wasn't charged so so it, it went out in like a couple of minutes when my opener started. So for 17 minutes, my opener is literally yelling jokes in a very loud bar. Like it was, it was fucking hilarious, but I give him a lot of flowers for uh, like holding it down. And by the time I got on, they got me a court mic and I had a great show. So, and I thought I had met you at this, at this bar. It's, uh, it's in Manchester, Minnesota. Is that correct? Where, where's the where, is that yeah 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 yep, you that, weren't there yep manchester um i was not i i did work there um i'm still to this day not sure like how you ended up adding me on facebook like why you thought i was there but you ended up adding me and i knew you had performed and so i was like oh well i'll add him back Seems cool enough, right? <laughs> I appreciate that. You probably get like a, a bunch of guys that just like randomly add you. Is that a thing for you? Just a lot of random people in general. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, yeah, I I saw I you know there I think there was an event for the show, and I think every employee that I came across, I just I was adding, and I just was under the assumption that you would have been there. And that, and that we wouldn't have met, but we didn't. We didn't meet until last year at this incredible event that you put together. And I, I want to talk about that. See, was your uh, TV interviews related to that? Yep. 
Okay, they so, were. so take it away with um, because it was it's a it's a pretty dope thing that you did. I I was just blown away that we had something that close to home because I'm 20 minutes um, south of Elbert Lee uh, in this ridiculous small town called Lake Mills, Iowa. And um, I was just, I was blown away that we had something like this that you orchestrated, organized, put together. And yeah, you got a lot of coverage because of it as as you should. So this event was what? Um, so <clears throat> it was uh, Justice for George Floyd rally. Um, I had noticed that nothing was really going on, um, physically in our community, but I had seen a lot of people on social media talking about, I really want to do something. What can we do? And so I was just like, well, fuck it. Like, can I swear on here? Absolutely. You say as many fucks as you like. (laughs) Okay. So I was just like, well, fuck it. I'll take the reins and I'll organize something community. And, uh, I decided that late night. Um, and then the next morning I was like, all right, let's get it and go. And I kind of called a couple people, asked a couple questions and basically just made a Facebook event, put it out and it blew up <laughs> big time. Was, was your initial, like, was the initial response, uh, like, uh, support or was there like some backlash? Like, why are you doing this? It was definitely very mixed. Um, there were a lot of folks that were like very um, supportive of the event and were wanting to come. Some people just had genuine questions about with uh, like COVID safety precautions. But I will say a lot of what I received was backlash and pretty bad backlash at that. It, it seemed like it, it really got to a point of like is it worth doing it because because so so here's here's what i here's what i like about you um like i'm obsessed about you but like i don't know you that well so everything of my obsession uh is all like from what i see and what i hear and again you you deserve a lot of praise for for not only that but just sort of using your voice and your platform for a lot of positive right uh things so i was i was watching and it seemed like you were almost getting ganged up on and you didn't have like um you know like enough to fight everyone off like how did you deal with that psychologically or mental like did did you did you do a lot of crying i don't know if you're a crier but did you like have to go like pat your dog like what what how did you get past that well i first and foremost i do i do want to say that it was never even a question that ran through my head of is this worth it when i got the backlash like it was happening no matter what people had to say it was happening i didn't care um i mean a lot of it was just basically telling myself that i'm doing the right thing here Mm -hmm. and those people can fuck off like it that's their own problem um they're not in charge of me they're not yeah um it really wasn't too hard on me um i think the hardest thing was it it actually ended up affecting my family quite a bit because my cousin um, she was one of them that was attacking me pretty hard on social mm. media. Um, have not talked to her since. <laughs> so, but how, other how than was that, your relationship beforehand? Was it was it close uh, or was it surprising that she she was? Uh, you said she, right? Yes. Yeah, it was surprising yeah. that she was going at you. 
Yeah, we weren't. So we hadn't been close in some years, um, but it was definitely a shock that she was doing that, like posting pictures of me and being like, she's going to burn the town down. And it's like, <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, there was a post that went on at, at that event where um, I don't know where the post was. It was North. I, it was some post where a lady allegedly drove past our event. I just threw myself in it, but your event <laughs> um, and said we were rioting like that. That was something that she had posted and spread and um, someone attacked my wife. Like, I can't believe you would let your son because, you know, I brought my my oldest. It's like, I can't believe you would bring your son to that. And it was it was crazy. People's perspective of of what the event was for you and to you. Like what what was this like event for you? Um, well, I guess. What do you mean, really? Like. I mean, I think it was, I think it was the community's event. I think it was a rally to show support for George Floyd, his loved ones, for every person of color that has been brutalized or killed at the hands of the police. I mean, it was the community's event and it was a peaceful event at the end of the day. Anyone that wants to try to say otherwise is just plain wrong. Um, I think it was something that the Elbert Lee community really did need and I'm glad that it came to fruition and got to happen. And once again, I appreciate you for, for putting it together. And not to just start off like on such a heavy note, but that was that was a that was a very powerful thing that you did. And that's where we officially met. Like I uh you had reached out and I wanted to um be a part of it more. I was just restricted and you know it was a pandemic, but it was it was it was important to to come out. So, so here's my thing. I don't know if you experienced this, but I'm curious to know. One, I'm a black man. And uh, like, I've been black, like all my life. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm used to, like, I've, I've grown accustomed to a certain level of blackness, I guess. Um, but then as a comedian, I've been doing comedy for 10 years. And in the last 10 years, I've just seen the world differently. And when it comes to some of these events, more recent, um, I find myself, you know, part comedian, part activist, like, I want to speak on this sh- the stuff, but I don't. I don't want to always and only speak on it. And sometimes that's that's kind of the category that I've fallen into, where people will look to me like, "What what's your opinion about this? Or how do you feel about that?" And I'd be like, "I want to tell jokes right now." So for you, did you did you feel like you were pushed into this activist? You know, like what 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 does Hannah want us to do next? And and like 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 did it change overnight for you? Like. How do you balance Hannah, the 23-year-old, and this this person with this this very powerful voice that... That is actually a really good question, one that I've never asked myself. Um, yeah, I, I do feel like after that, um, it's kind of become... Like, even after I did that, and I've been involved in politics for a long time, but especially after I did that, I have a lot of people that will come to me with questions about politics, social issues... And I definitely feel like I've taken on a role where my social media in particular needs to educate people. Uh, I'm glad to do. I have no problem doing that. Sometimes it's like, okay, I got to like put it down for a bit. You guys are going to have to Google some shit yourselves. But but at the end of the day, I am, I am, I'm glad to be able to be a person that people can come to with questions and uh, to get educated. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to do it, I guess. Was this your first, uh, like, rally slash protest? Um, it was not the first I had attended. 
I believe the first protest I had attended, I think I was 16. I believe it was right after Eric Garner was killed, mm. if I'm not mistaken. But yes, this was the first um, rally that I had organized and I'd absolutely love to do more. After everything was said and done and you went home, you laid down, put your head on your pillow. Like, what was that last feeling uh, about the event that you had organized? Like, what do you feel the the happiest about uh, with such a somber situation? Oh, that is a good question, too. Um, all, all, all my questions are great. I, I just I, I write them down beforehand. That's a lie. The community <laughs> come together. Yes. Together and grieve and also uh, publicly make their demands. Um I think that was really just an incredible thing. You don't see that very often in small communities like Albert Lee. Not quite sure about Lake Mills. Um, so it was really, really powerful and empowering as um, as an activist and community member to watch everyone come together like that. So, like, what are some things about you, Hannah, the person, and uh, specifically turning 23? Because... I can't remember being 20. I kind of remember being 20. I was a little bit of a hoe, but not like a lot of bit of a hoe. Like, <laughs> how was how was 23 for you? And who are you as a as a young lady? Um, and are you are you from Albert Lee? Like, where were you born and raised? Yep, born and raised in Albert Lee. You just had a birthday last month in June. I did. Yep. I, I am newly, freshly 23. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, gosh, what am I at 23 also dealing with a lot of stuff uh, work-wise, was recently laid off for unionizing. So dealing with a lot of that. Um, other than that, I feel like it, right now it's a lot of, I lost, well, we all did a lot of time with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of trying to like find myself again. Um, been dealing with a lot of like anxiety lately, which has been really difficult to deal with so kind of trying to get out of that and kind of find myself again get back to doing things that i enjoy looking forward to actually seeing people again what are some things that you enjoy and or do you have a passion music is like one of my number one passions i enjoy playing music and going to see live music um i was very avid festival goer for a long time mm-hmm. and going to concerts so i'm really looking forward to getting back into the that um and i've been slacking on playing music which i should have been doing during quarantine <laughs> so i'd like to get back into that i yeah i have a lot of like oh i don't really know where to start with that one <laughs> if someone wanted to when i say someone me wanted to hear you play music where where can i find is there is it out there can i can i find it like a youtube video or TikTok. <laughs> oh no, it's just me alone in my room. <laughs> but no private concerts, I see. Okay. Well, I'm playing for my dog. Okay. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. <laughs> How long have you been? Uh, is it a certain instrument? Do you sing? Like what? What? Uh, what? What do you do? I started taking piano lessons when I was ooh. 
maybe in, I think it was in like fourth grade, I started taking piano lessons. And then I believe when I was in seventh grade, maybe I started taking guitar lessons. Didn't really learn much from guitar lessons. So I kind of gave up on that. And then a couple years later, I ended up just teaching myself guitar. And then I got really into bluegrass music. So I ended up getting a mandolin and taught myself how to play the mandolin. I'd say those are the three that I'm like actually decent at. I've like tried to learn like harmonica and stuff, but like I'm not good at it. <laughs> so do you do you have any goals that you want to set for yourself as far as music? Um not specifically um as far as playing music. I do like to um I write a lot of like poetry and what could be songs, I guess. Okay. Um I'm actually getting a second poem published fairly soon here. Um, so I'd really like to get into that more and maybe start like submitting poems into like different contests and stuff, maybe even putting together my own book. That's something that I'd really like to do within the next year. Are you an introvert? Are you definitely an extrovert? Um, I think in pandemic times, I've maybe got a little more introverted, but I've always been an extrovert. I mean, going to festivals, meeting new people bartending i'm a community organizer as a career as well like talking to people is what i love to do meeting new people learning more about people so what does albert lee minnesota mean to you i mean it's home albert lee's home i was born and raised there um albert lee frustrates me because there are like a lot of very good people there um but it's also it's a very divided town um it's a very conservative area but there's a lot of incredible people there and i'm a very community based person and that is where my community is um that's kind of what i think of when i think of elberly and i think that there's a lot to be done in elberly i think that's part of the reason why it's hard for me to leave mm-hmm. i feel that i could be doing a lot more there and using my voice a lot more there mm-hmm. i think elberly needs it a lot like what like when did you get woke like like when when did shit open like when did your eyes open up so i've been pretty passionate about <clears throat> excuse me politics since i was like 16 um i remember getting in trouble for putting up bernie sanders posters in the hallway at school <laughs> like, like, that's just like always been me um i started really really getting involved um in 2018 i became an organizer with the dfl for that election cycle Mm -hmm. Um, so that's when I really started to get involved and when I was doing that I was in 27A in the Albert Lee area so I really met a lot of like-minded people in the community from the DFL and I kind of like found my spot found my people and I learned a lot in that process and yeah it just kind of like blossomed from there other than family and friends and seeing people like what are some things that that Hannah want to get back to to make her feel like Hannah again. I mean, not to sound like broken record, but definitely like putting on more community events um, mm-hmm. is something definitely looking forward to. Um, also, going and seeing live music again. That's really high on my list. I'm very excited about that. And other than family and friends, I guess, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to being able to go places and actually like see people again. Like, that's <laughs> a stupid answer, but no, it's, it's so. Not, no. Like I haven't seen, there's so, like I haven't seen a lot of my close friends in like year and a half. Mm. That's a really long time. So it's it's honestly about me. Like it's less for less about the little things or less about the big things and more about the little things for me about getting back to. I'm just I'm 
excited to live life like I did pre-pandemic, which mm-hmm. who knows what will actually happen now. But when you think of love and loss, like what 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 comes to mind for you? I think love. Um, I think a lot of people when they hear love, they think romantic love. Mm-hmm. Um, love is so much more than that. Um, you can love people in so many other ways other than romantic love. So I definitely think of it an all-encompassing word. Um, and loss, yeah, I think it's um, it can be losing something you love, no matter in what way you lose it, I guess, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. When was the last time you were in love? I guess I don't know how 23-year-olds, like, find people or hook up, or is it is it is it swipe left? Like, I, I'm just more curious than anything. I... I think a lot of people my age are, um, yeah, into like the Tinder thing. It's not my thing. Uh, I'm really bad at dating. Um, I have a really bad tendency to just like go back and date like the same person. <laughs> now, 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 is that is that through habit or like, you know, like I'm just comfortable with 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 this person? I mean, I do love that person. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll I'll see you tonight. (laughs) I think it's a situation where um, not many people that care about me love that person. And so it makes it just, it's, yeah, it makes it difficult to, uh, to actually go back to that and make it work. But we're, we'll always be like pretty much best friends, which also makes it hard to date. I think that's probably a big reason why I don't really date people. That makes sense. I think had an ex in your life that you're so close with, it's like hard to do. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> tricky. Like how do you that's that's interesting. So is it like um like your best friend is like he ain't shit and you can do better? And I mean, okay, well, I guess I, maybe this is a better question. Like, are there people in your life that are rallying for this relationship? Because in my mind, I feel like couples are like a TV show like Ross and Rachel. Friends is one of my favorite shows. It's one of it is my favorite show, which is not actually a great show, but I still love it. And so, like, there are people that rally for Ross and Rachel, but then you break it down, they're really not that great for each other. Um, but I still want I'm still happy they ended up together. Do you have people in your life that like like their opinion or their their input? Are, it has such a strong hold on, on what you do and what you don't do as far as dating and 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 things like that and and do that is that like a something that you calculate with your relationship or future relationships no i wouldn't say that um i i have i mean my friends tell me straight up like what they think but at the end it's like they'll they'll pretend to be supportive they might not know that i know they're pretending but but i do now now you all know if you're listening to this <laughs> um i think it's just like it's difficult because i know they're right <laughs> okay but, that's fair that's like that's like I the will, first step uh, are you are you one of those people that you would prefer them to keep their mouth shut or you want them to be like you want them you want the feedback like you want to know what they think and how they feel even though you may not necessarily agree or want to hear it. Oh, I definitely, yeah. I'll take the feedback. I'll, <laughs> yeah. Then we can talk shit together if they're up front with me. So, <laughs> right? Got it. Do you have a type? Do you have like a, like, he's he's got to have a car. Like, do you, do, you, do you have like a certain, like, thing that, like, when you go into it and you're looking, like, like a checklist? Yeah, I definitely do not have 
a checklist for a person that I would date. No check. Maybe I should have one. Maybe that's my problem. But <laughs> <laughs> are you are you good with juggling? You know relationships and work and you know like all of those things yeah i think so yeah i think i'm pretty good at juggling it i think it's just i mean it's not to say that i wouldn't date right now like i would but i'm also not like desperate to be with someone either Mm -hmm. you know um yeah i guess i just i that's kind of how i live a lot of my life i'm pretty open what happens happens we'll just see (laughs) like i'm just i'm just along for the ride i guess really (laughs) Uh, but did you do anything for your for your twenty third birthday? I uh, I went out to lunch with my mom and grandma, and then they went back to uh, Albert Lee, and I just hung up my apartment, and I had a couple beers by myself, and then uh, the next day, my best friend and uh, her son, who I consider my nephew. They came to Austin for a night and we, we went swimming and we had a good time. I saw so. those, 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 the pictures you posted, right? Yes. Yep. See? Yep. She seemed like a, a, a sweet person. Like, is that like, have you been friends for years or like grew up together or any of that? Yeah. The way we met is actually a funny story. I hated her when I first met her and she hated me. <laughs> <laughs> she had moved to Albert Lee. Um, I believe it was our 10th grade year. <laughs> Did not like her. At all. I mean, did she did she do something particular, or that's just where you were at in life? Like, I don't know. We just didn't like each other. Like, I don't even know what it was. Neither was like each other. And what happened was, is one day, what had kind of started, we had a Spanish class together. We ended up just, I think we were we were doing something to piss off the teacher. I can't remember exactly what it was. And so I was like, okay, maybe she's like not so bad, but like whatever, don't really care. And uh, we were supposed to all get in line to go walk over to the community college. I can't remember if it was like one of the like bomb drill things they did or what it was. We were standing in line and I turned to my other friend at the time and I was like, I don't want to fucking go. And Elise turns around and she goes, I have a car. You want to go get caribou? And I was like, yep. And we we just left school. And ever since then, we've been like best friends. (laughs) That's a beautiful story. Um, so you were in school when they did a uh, bomb drill, like we would leave. So the, the Albert Lee high school is really close to the Riverland community college. Mm-hmm. So we would leave and, um, walk over to the community college and have to like sit in the hallways there. Not to sound like super old, but I'm, I, we had bomb threats, but I think I was confusing it with like the drills that they, they now do with like the active shooting drills, which I think is really intense i don't know we did those yeah we did like the shooting ones to an extent but it wasn't as intense as i've seen it now which Mm -hmm. is honestly that would be pretty traumatizing even as a drill but i understand why it has to be done obviously um so if you were into politics like what what are some things you would like to do um as far as uh upholding a certain office or um certain changes that you would like to implicate just things that you if you have that that opportunity like would weed be legal everywhere like you know like would you <laughs> would you tax meth i don't know i don't know but <laughs> um well first of all i do not ever plan to run for office that is not but hypothetically if if uh if i did get to make some changes um man that's a good question there's a lot i would want to do um 
I think decriminalizing drugs is like a really big one for me. I love that, that issue. Yeah. yeah, like it affects so many people, and it, it like the war on drugs is fucking racist. Like it just is. That's why it start. Like it's. Mm-hmm. I think we need to decriminalize drugs and instead help people. Don't fucking lock them up. That does no one any good. Um, I think ending statute of limitations on sexual assault would be another one that I'd like to see change. If you had like a slogan or if you were all about, like if you were to run on something, like what 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 would it be? Not necessarily uh, a policy, but like, yeah, yes, yes, she can. You know, like what would like, uh, you know, would, it, would, it, would you have something like that? Oh, that's a good one. I used to always say when I was like 18 and like partying a lot, I'm here for I'm here for I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So maybe I'll use that. <laughs> that's my that's my sex slogan right there. I don't. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. <laughs> Last thing is, uh, and then I'll open it for you if you have any uh, questions or is there anything that you want to talk about. But uh, what makes you laugh? Like what what um you know entertains you and uh puts you in that that sort of space oh that's a difficult question to answer too a lot lot of things make me laugh oh i have a lot like my music taste i have a lot of different um like types of comedies that i enjoy um i think myself i use a lot of dark humor in my life i like to (laughs) joke about things that like probably shouldn't be funny mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like about myself God, I don't otherwise I like how do I even put that like just like raunchy humor for sure yeah, um, yeah. so like the jackass yeah, I, movies you you loved yeah jackass and uh Eric Andre is like <laughs> one of my fucking incredible and what he's done with the Eric Andre show. I think it's amazing. I think, I think comedy that kind of goes outside of the box is what I enjoy the most. If that makes sense. Absolutely. It's your answer. It's great. Day peace. Day peace makes me laugh. (laughs) I'm pretty, I'm pretty great. I would, uh, I feel very good about, uh, saying I'm, I'm the shit. Like I'm, I'm good at what I do. Uh, I am only getting better and, that, that's what I like about comedy. Like, I was never an athlete. I, I I didn't do any, like, high school sports. I was in, like, I was in drama class or performing arts. You can get better at this. Like, I can't, like, run and, 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 and dunk on people at 36, but I can definitely get better at the art and the craft, so. And I think, I think that's, yeah, I think that's great that you recognize that about yourself. I think that's important. Yeah, I, I think self-awareness is very important and and lacking and and so many individuals <laughs> like you got to be able to like look in the mirror and see yourself for what it is and that 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 doesn't mean putting limitations on yourself saying like i'm not this and i i i can never be that cuz you absolutely can can do way more things than than i think we give ourselves credit for but it is very important to at least see yourself for where you are for who you are and where you are in life and acknowledge it. So uh, I open up to you. And is there anything you would like to chit chat about, talk about and or ask questions? Ooh, I get to, let's see. When, when did you realize that 
um, like comedy was your calling, that it, it was what you wanted to do and you knew that you were meant to do? What was that moment for you? Uh, that's a that that's that's an exceptional question because calling is very different. You know, like it's it's like a it's 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 that realization that I'm meant to do this, or, or at least you feel in your heart of hearts. I would say so. In, in the ten years that I've been doing it, first the first five years are just I don't want to say shitty, but they were just doing it. Like it would it would be like uh, in a in a non-committal relationship. You know, like one of those poly you know relationships where you can just do whatever you want with whomever. And I was still working a nine to five. So comedy was 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 still very much in the hobby category. I'm forced to move from Arizona to to back to Iowa. And the first year was pretty shitty, too, because I, I had like some of the worst gigs. Like I was traveling and I was like a road comic, but they I would I would drive like two hours for like an open mic or I'll drive four four hours for like barely 50 bucks and i was just taking anything that i can get and i was actually like having those conversations with myself for i don't know if i want to do this should i be doing this and it wasn't until probably 2018 where um first i challenged myself at the end of 2017 to basically not have a year like 2017 again and it was probably 2018 where the shows that I was doing and that I was booking were falling into the, the category of the shows that I should be booking and I should be performing. That that made me feel good about my capability because just like any relationship, if you're in a relationship and you're with a partner that doesn't value you, you start to be like, maybe I'm not great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm not a, a good boyfriend or girlfriend. And I was starting to feel like that as a comic, like maybe I'm not as good as I think I am or I should be or other people that uh, I've I started off with that 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 are on TV and, and doing other things. But 20, 2018, it opened up a, a bunch of doors for me. And one of the doors that it opened up was being able to perform at Surf Ballroom, which is a very historic place out here in North Iowa and Clear Lake. It's where La Bamba passed away. Like he got on, he, he performed at this place, got on an airplane and, and, and crashed and died. And that was um, a huge part of North Iowa history now. And it was this big room with 750 people. Um, I performed. They have one of those walls, which I just love. Like, I, I wish a bunch of venues would do this, but it have one of those walls where you get to sign. And it was something about being able to perform there and sign that wall that made me feel like uh, I'm I'm definitely on the right track. So I had to I would say as late as as 2018 is when I felt like it was a calling. Okay, interesting. That's a good question. Sorry I to like, give you such a long answer, but you know. no, I like that. Yeah, you had so many good ones for me. I was not prepared to do a Q and A on you. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just questioned and, and learning about one another. I would I would like to hope and, and believe when you do get back here that I'll see you more than once a year. I think it'd be something too that uh, we could maybe collaborate on some kind of event. I'd absolutely love that. Uh, I never wanted to move back to Iowa. Like, never ever. But I do acknowledge the fact that sometimes things are just out of your control and you feel like you're 
in the driver's seat and and then you just have to acknowledge that there's a higher power whatever that may be or whatever you believe in and that sometimes we are where we're you know where we're supposed to be so i hope you coming back is just a uh, part of your story and chapter that that says there's there's some things that you need to be doing in elberly absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for making time you did a great job uh that is the end of this When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.